I had this aha moment that what this person was talking about was what I'd been doing all along. These journeys that were transforming the seeker uh, were journeys that I had been on and a journey that I was on at that time and one that continues to unfold. And so that's where kind of the, I don't know, a magnet or something, that that special moment where it, you know, ding, <laughs> where it all just comes, comes together. Lacey Clark Elman of AsacredJourney.net, and welcome to the first episode of Pilgrim Podcast. I'm a spiritual director, facilitator, and guide. I'm also a seeker at heart, and since you're listening, I'm guessing you are too. Pilgrim Podcast is a new bi-weekly podcast where we'll talk about spirituality and intention in travels and daily life, and discover what it means to live like a pilgrim at home and abroad. In each episode, we'll sit down together in conversation with fellow seekers to explore pilgrimages abroad, meaningful journeys at home, and the surprising paths life sends us down that always lead to transformation. This episode is brought to you by Journey Shop, where I sell handmade and designed resources to inspire your journeys at home and abroad. The Journey Shop is filled with tools for spiritual practice, including my popular liturgical wall calendar, wearable prayer beads, and more. Visit the Journey Shop at asacredjourney.net. If you liked today's episode, leave an iTunes review of Pilgrim Podcast by September 30th, 2017, and you'll be entered to win a carefully curated Pilgrim Pack filled with items from the Journey Shop valued at over $50. I'll share the winner with my email list in early October, so be sure to subscribe to receive updates at asacredjourney.net so you don't miss a thing. Today I'm talking to my good friend and fellow meaning maker Dan Cumberland of TheMeaningMovement.com. Dan's on a mission to help seekers find work worth doing, and we'll talk about that together in the new year, but today we're turning the tables. Since it's the first episode of the Pilgrim Podcast, I thought it might be helpful for you to get to know a bit about me and my own experience with the pilgrimage, so Dan agreed to interview me as the first podcast guest. As you'll hear, it's fitting, since in a way, Dan has been there since the start. Let's begin the journey. Lacey, welcome to your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to my podcast, too. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's great to be here. I So I've got lots of things to talk to you about. Yeah, and it feels right to be talking to you about them. I feel like it was, it's been five years since we graduated. We both attended the Seattle School of Theology and Psychology together in the Theology and Culture program. And I actually switched into that program kind uh-huh. of when this whole pilgrimage, pilgrimage. Yeah, the pilgrimage, began. pilgrimage. Uh-huh. And we're, I, um, we're getting meta already. Oh my gosh, yeah. And so I remember sitting down with you and even asking about this transition. And you were kind of um, on your own journey uh-huh. of discovering that your work, your vocation would be work with vocation. Yes. So perhaps that was a, a good conversation. On your end too. It to, was to see for someone awaken to their both, own. I do remember journey. sitting in a coffee shop with you as you were contemplating switching. Yeah. And yeah. It here was we a, are today. A memorable moment. Yes, here we are today. Um, so I know you're going to give us some context in the intro, but I'd love to hear just now what are some of your hopes for this? Yeah. Well, I over these past five years have been developing my work on pilgrimage and I came to it 
with a love for travel and spiritual travel, how that can influence my own spiritual journey and how my my own spiritual journey can influence my travels. But I realized early on in my work how much this informs our life at home Mm. as well. And so as my work has developed with pilgrimage, it's become focused on both pilgrimages at home and abroad. And I was eager to have those conversations with others. I realized I was already having them, you know, on the side, not recording them. And I was also seeing many of these journeys in everyday life, as well as non-traditional pilgrimages, too, um, through the lens of journey. And so many people ask me, what does that mean? And I thought, let's just hash it out right here. Yeah. Let's um, bring that lens to the conversations that we're all having already. I think, I think it's great. And I think it's uh I'm excited about it because I think it's a great opportunity to maybe demystify a yeah. bit of the word pilgrimage, I think mm-hmm. for me, and which we'll talk about some more in, in a moment, but can be just such a, um, yeah, like a, I guess it's a mystical thing, mm-hmm. which is good. But then also like sometimes those are hard to, to talk about and yeah. hard to, I don't know, hold in your hand and, and maybe hang a, hang, hang an exactly. experience on or those like hooks. Something that you heard someone do once or like maybe you might like you might like to uh, get into gardening or, you know, yeah. like a, a little hobby here mm-hmm. and there. Or, um, oh, the pilgrimage is his thing. He really likes going to those old sacred sites, but it's not not my thing. That's yeah. great. But uh, I just kind of think it's everyone's thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that uh, mischievous smile you get when you say that. Well, I feel like it is written on all of our hearts as seekers, seekers of the sacred, seekers of meaning. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's great. And that, and that's, that's where I want to start. I, I find in my work with spiritual direction and I'm sure your work with people, um, as they find their vocation, their voice, uh, a lot of people think it's so abstract or mm-hmm. on the other side yep. of the wall or something like that. And I've found that really the best place to start is right where you are. Mm-hmm. And not only not as if that's where the journey begins, but maybe you're already there. And yeah. so it's plumbing the depths, digging down mm. deep. That's great. It really resonates very much with my work that often people are looking outside externally for that next thing or whatever mm-hmm. their calling or vocation might be and expecting it to be revealed to them in this mountaintop, you know, moment <laughs> uh-huh. where the clouds part and this voice tells them. Um, but really it's, it's much, much more intimate and much Mm -hmm. more closer, closer in. Um, and so I think it's a, it's a a great parallel. I know that you, um, just as, as we've talked about your podcast, this podcast, this one that we're on right now, uh, that you you always want to, you always, uh, you have this idea of starting with, with a question. Yeah. So I wanted to start with that question with you, which is, uh, tell me about your spiritual journey. When I love this question, I often, when I'm meeting with new directees, start the relationship with that question too. Uh, it helps me know where to meet them, where to come alongside them on the journey. And so my hope is in that answering this question, others can see where I am too. And yeah. perhaps you'll find we are companions along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to begin, I, I feel like this is like the traditional testimony I grew up in a Christian home. 
<laughs> but um, I did. I grew up in the Bible Belt. I grew up in a small town. I grew up uh, in a sheltered and and you know happy situation uh, where God was always a part of that in discussion and practice. And for me, that it felt I didn't have the word mystical then, but there was an an, an intimacy that was beyond the prompts of my teachers, my Sunday school teachers and youth leaders. There was um, something rooted in intuition and in mystery that that really drew me in and made it seem like it was a personal journey, but not just my own, one alongside um, something much greater mm. than me. Mm. And that stayed with me. And through college, I kind of expanded my borders. I feel like that's a very pilgrimage type of term, uh -huh. you know, expanded your borders, which is always a bit uncomfortable, but helps you grow. Mm -hmm. And I attended churches of different denominations and traveled a lot and spent time backpacking, which really for me was a time of autonomy. You know, the first time you get to go off on your own and see what you want to see and travel for and you know it's not only that you're traveling somewhere but I was gone for three weeks which felt <laughs> three whole weeks <laughs> felt like a really long time uh then but I just had the stuff on my back and that mm. was life you woke up each day to face and ex explore and engage what was right in front of you and we don't get that experience at home very much. And so I think that informed my faith as well with God journeying with me as my mm -hmm. companion through uh, both the adventures, but then um, the internal musings as well. And I ended up studying abroad in London my final year of school. And so I feel like there were these two parallel journeys, both um, that of my inner spiritual journey and then that expansion uh, as a traveler, not only, you know, ticking things off the list, but uh, engaging new cultures and immersing myself in um, different ways of being. Mm. And so studying abroad in London, London is still a pilgrimage site for me because it's, it feels like part of my heart is there. And so it's touching base, touching home yeah. each time I return, whether it's physically or in memory. Mm. But I also... Uh, spent a gap year in Uganda afterwards as well. And so this was, it's all, all of these two, these two streams, so to speak, or these two journeys just started twisting themselves together. Mm. And to when I graduated from college, had done that right before my gap year. And then when I returned was looking for a job, looking for my vocation, mm -hmm. which, you know, was always so set in stone before realized um, that there was something to these pieces together. And I wasn't able to put them together to find that true intersection until I had entered graduate school to study uh, counseling psychology. So maybe that might be more of the, the personal mm -hmm. journey. And yet um, someone had mentioned pilgrimage to me, which... Like I knew as that abstract concept, right? You know, you take a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. My dad would go on pilgrimages to all of the baseball stadiums, or, you know, <laughs> something like that. So that was like a neat, cool thing and, that people did. But but whenever I realized I had, this, I had this aha moment that 
what this person was talking about was what I'd been doing all along. Mm. These journeys that were transforming the seeker uh, were journeys that I had been on mm. and a journey that I was on at that time and one that continues to unfold. And so that's where kind of the, I don't know, a magnet or something that that special moment where, it, you know, zing, <laughs> <laughs> where it all just comes, yeah. comes together. Mm. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's where I am today. It led me to as well, uh, contemplative spirituality. So that more mystical piece, mm. uh, to the liturgical year and liturgy and mystery. Yeah. And, and also I think my travels have helped me find such value and be influenced by many different faiths as well. And mm. so I count those as part of um, my ongoing conversations, yeah. my, um, my spiritual bucket, so to speak, while swimming mm-hmm. in those waters together. I love it. That's a, uh, I guess I just, I just see you through, through that story, just, it feels like expanding in some ways, mm. maybe expanding your horizon, yeah. expanding um, your view of the world, your your view of of um, of spirituality of yeah. God. Yeah, um, it's undoubtedly a journey of becoming, and I know that my experience in travel aided that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I love how your work has really kind of you know brought these two parts mm. of yourself. Mm-hmm together and I you know remembering that moment in that coffee shop when we were talking about mm-hmm. your what you were gonna do what we we were gonna do with our lives uh-huh. way back when we were so young uh-huh. um that you know you were studying psychology with the hopes of teaching and that teaching was like something that you'd always just yeah. thought you just thought you'd be teaching yeah well and I think maybe now that I look back at that knowing that this is where I've landed today even that desire to teach was that desire to awaken mm-hmm. and to connect yeah. on that um, deep inner level. Uh-huh. And here I am. Yeah. And that's what I was going to, exactly what I was going to say. Spiritual is direction and you, you're, yeah. you are a teacher. Yeah. And it's yeah. cool to see that kind of. With a lot less pressure of standing, uh, <laughs> standing up in front of a classroom yeah. day after day. But, but we are recording a podcast, which could be heard by, you know, thousands it's, it's of people. It's the introvert's classroom. It's the introvert's classroom. It. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of a classroom of 30 people, uh-huh. you have a, the internet full of millions. Plus I can edit anything. You never know. <laughs> you may never hear us have this conversation. <laughs> so it seems like pilgrimage, just the concept just entered your life very early. Yeah, Even with your just in your travels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The even if the word wasn't there, the mm-hmm. specific practice, the um, the path was yeah. one that I was already on. So how do we? How do you define pilgrimage? What is that? I mean? I define it as a sacred journey. I like your website. Yeah. <laughs> so you should all visit <laughs> sacredjourney.net. And um, I also define it there throughout my website and my work as um, a search for sacred encounter Mm -hmm. and transformation. Mm -hmm. And so you could see how it applies to the pilgrimages of old, the Camino, Mm -hmm. the Holy Land, you know, 500, 1,000 plus years ago, because these people were seeking something Uh and they were leaving home to find it. Yeah. Yeah. which home could be defined as normal, the status quo. Mm. 
And so even in our everyday journeys, I think when someone comes to me for spiritual direction, in the same way someone might come to you um, to talk about vocation, that spark has already happened. Mm -hmm. The invitation was there and they're contacting you is them accepting the call. And so I feel like something's already in motion. Yeah. And so whether it's, um, you know, a call to journey to Iona in Scotland, like I did with a group this past year, or a call to make a transition in life, or even to root yourself more deeply in the everyday. I, I see it as a pilgrimage. As long as we are active on the search yeah. and engaged, then it is a journey of intention. Hmm. When, you, um, when you say the word pilgrim, yeah. what do you picture? Because I because th- I think a lot of people think about yeah. like the Thanksgiving in the United States, the, mm-hmm. the pilgrims with the buckle on their hat and the I picture turkey. a giant turkey. <laughs> <laughs> but it's much, and I think that's you know maybe one of the common yeah well, common and that's, ways that was the, my you know I knew like dictionary wise what pilgrimage was or a pilgrim, that, but that was my image of yeah. a pilgrim. You know, like yeah. if someone said draw a pilgrim, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'd say most people will be drawn <laughs> what they did in their kindergarten, you uh-huh. know, class uh-huh. or whatever when Thanksgiving time rolled around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually, I, I smiled when you mentioned that because I'm working with an artist right now to create a deck of different archetypes of the pilgrims. So cool. it might be the nomad. Interesting. The pilgrim, the um, sojourner, yeah. all of these different um, styles of pilgrimage and styles of journeys. Mm. And so I want them to be tools so people can find their own search yeah. in these That's, in these archetypes. Um, it sounds like a fun tool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about it. So that's where my thoughts lingered. But I, I almost don't have an image mm-hmm. anymore. But um, maybe a, I don't know, how would you describe it? Like a heart space or a heart sensation, a, a sense of presence, a sense... Mm-hmm. If I were to refer to someone as a pilgrim, um, I'm referring to a specific trait in them mm-hmm. that the the seeker has been awakened, the lights turned on, yeah. um, a hunger, a desire, a longing, and um, a faith that um, they can encounter the transcendent, a faith that meaning can be had in even the most ordinary of places, a mm-hmm. faith that we are journeying towards something Mm -hmm. and a faith that um, commitment to that journey is worth all that you encounter along the way. Yeah. Hmm. I love it because it's taking that metaphor of journey and applying it to all of life. Mm -hmm. But then there's also times when it becomes a literal journey. Yeah. And I don't know, there's just something really. Well, and I think whenever I think of, literal journeys, right? Mm -hmm. A pilgrimage to Iona, to the Holy Land, the Camino, uh, versus these journeys that we're all on, whether we know them or not, in our everyday lives. These are all rituals. Mm -hmm. And Sumat Kid, who is one of my journey guides and spiritual midwives, Mm. for sure, she, uh, in the Dance of the Dissident Daughter, describes a ritual as enacting meaning. And so there's two ways that you can enact meaning. One is to say, I 
long for this experience. And so you engage in a ritual, whether that's reading a poem, saying a prayer, um, gathering friends together, and you share your desires. And so you set the stage for the meaning to occur, whether it is in motion or your eyes shift and what you see is something that you might not have seen before. Mm. Or there's the ritual where you're marking something as well, a birthday, um, a graduation, or a difficult season that you've just been through. And so I think that applies to both literal journeys and journeys in our everyday lives. And mm. so the more you kind of see these all these pieces and how it applies to both, the more you realize it's one language. Yeah, It's just the external journeys mm -hmm. um, can give you the opportunity to journey beyond your everyday, kind of get away from day-to-day -day life mm. and experience things in a vulnerable way, a fresh way, a new way, a devoted way. And that can change the way you engage everyday life as well. Mm. I love it. So what, I mean, I, I you, you kind of just answered this question, but I think just to put a little bit, bit more skin on it, I guess. What, what's the difference between a pilgrimage and um, sightseeing? Yeah. Well, I think vacation, which is what we often say here in the U.S., is comes from vacate. Mm -hmm. And so it's totally great because sometimes <laughs> you really out. need to vacate. <laughs> um, and, and those times are to be blessed, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, but a pilgrimage is... A journey you set out with intention and even what might be a traditional vacation can be a pilgrimage um, if you engage it in that way I think it has to do with daily rhythms it has to do with um, checking in staying close to yourself the inner stirrings that are happening with within you as well as open to to God to the movement of the sacred uh, whether that is whether that comes from you know what we might think of as divine revelation or whether it's the people who show up mm. even the challenges i often work with pilgrims and they describe to me while they're on their their journeys um, some difficulties that they're facing that things aren't going how they planned etc 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 and that's disappointing because mm. you had this big grand vision that mm -hmm. top of the mountain moment yeah. perhaps that you yeah. you were describing when it comes to vocation and yet that is it that's always how we engage mm. those are the growth edges and the growth edges are what are going to slowly expand 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 our borders whether it's um these literal borders, mm -hmm. you know, that we kind of get to, it's almost like a simulation, I guess, you know, <laughs> like the matrix. A real pilgr yeah. Pilgrimage <laughs> is a simulation because you literally cross borders. And so yeah. you're putting yourself mm. in a vulnerable state if you're willing to, you know, if you don't stay at the USN or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and, and eat burgers all, all the while. Yeah. What I hear you saying is, is, is just how that uh, the the literal physical journey just is, I guess, an external manifestation yeah. of that um, well, of of the pro the inward process. And it's all metaphor. Yeah, I feel you know you start to realize <laughs> that so many things that we describe um, that help us to find meaning are are metaphors. That's why we've been storytellers for mm. millennia. Yeah, they help us enter in.
Yeah. Mm. That's great. I think one thing that I'm always, um, just as you're talking about that and um, I was thinking about travels that, that I've been on and, and um, I don't know that I've always, or I should, should say, maybe say it the other way. Seldom have I, have I traveled like with like the, with the word pilgrimage in mind, but I've definitely traveled mm-hmm. in ways that like had like where I knew, knew I was looking for something. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I, I just remember a few years ago, right after grad school, um, my wife, Stacia and I, um, went to Europe for, um, a little bit, which is the first time either of us had ever really yeah. traveled, um, overseas by ourselves. Um, at least not over that sea, um, <laughs> <laughs> we've gone over others, but, uh, and just like getting, getting there and then feeling like just really anxious. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Like, I know I want something. Mm. Um, but even if I didn't know, totally know, I think at that point I really wanted to figure out what was the next step. Yeah. Practically speaking, um, in, in my work, but, um, you know, I was working at a restaurant and I think I, uh, I don't even know if I'd started the meaning movement yet, but, um, was definitely like on, it was on the horizon, yeah. knew what my work want, like the kind of work I wanted to do, just didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for that. Um, but it was just, I just remember being really like struggling to be present, I think, because mm-hmm. of the amount of desire and anxiety I had yeah. around like what I wanted to get out of it. And, well, and I think the, the fear, moment. the fear that I'm not going to get it. Yeah. That's the invitation right there to, to journey, to go to pilgrim, mm. pilgrimage yeah. in that moment. Cause you could have filled that with, well, let's, let's go do this or this or that, or, yeah. you know, we're here, let's do, do the things that we do here. Or you could have sat down with that coffee that you are supposed to have, but, <laughs> <laughs> but engaged those fears yeah let them guide you let Mm -hmm. them guide your path in um a way that at home you it's it's a bit harder to pause sometimes it's a bit harder to parse out what is just my daily task versus what is really uh moving beneath Mm -hmm. the surface yeah Mm -hmm. and yeah so many i mean i i never set out on any of my um travels before saying this is a pilgrimage you know (laughs) and yet looking back you start to realize like there was something moving in me there Uh um and where i was what i was doing was helping that movement Mm. helping me process it maybe not in mind but um deep within so that things could show themselves yeah integrate upon my return which is an essential stage of the journey. It's mm. not. It's not just the trip too. And I think that's where the people that say, "Oh, pilgrimage is just this this cool thing that person's into." It's like, it's just they think it's just the trip, but it's not. It is that before mm. that moment you say yes, that moment that something starts eating at you, perhaps. Mm. Um, it's the journey for sure, but it's especially afterwards in your return yeah. as well, where you, years later things are just finally falling into place mm-hmm. yeah that's beautiful when it comes to so you know we've been talking about pilgrimage away and i think you're talking about the transition after yeah. coming home and how important that is um what what 
I don't know, what are the markers of, of uh, living, like the pilgrimage mentality or living, mm-hmm. living in, in that space? Yeah. At well, home. I think it starts with acknowledging your search. And so um, living as a seeker is not necessarily as one who is after a question. And once that question is answered, you're not a seeker anymore. Um, living as a seeker is living a life of curiosity, living a life of openness, of unending expansion. And, and that curiosity should uh, open itself up to the world, but deep within mm. as well. And so I think it starts with, do I identify yourself as a pilgrimist? Do I identify yourself as a seeker, a seeker of the self, a seeker of the sacred? a seeker of um, the true self in you and in others, Mm. a seeker of that connection, and a seeker of what is real with that capital R. Maybe that's, I'm just workshopping this right now, but like that in-between space between the true self and the divine, right? What is is real? What is authentic? What is true? Mm. Um, What has meaning? Life with a capital L, a capitalized, Everything. Every word is capital. Every word I just said, <laughs> capital. <laughs> and um, and then it starts with engaging that each day. Mm. And the days that you forget, the days that life gets the best of you, it starts with that return. Mm. Always returning to that journey. Always being open, looking, listening for what is next, for the invitation, for for the, the sacred thread, mm. which is um, from the Greek myth of Ariadne and the Minotaur and the, the labyrinth that, um, I'm not going to tell it right, but maybe you don't know it, so you can believe <laughs> I me. It's not, I mean, it's not real anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> this is my metaphor. Um, but... She gave him her, you know, lover who needed to win her heart or win her handed marriage, this thread to follow through the maze mm. so that whenever he returned after killing the Minotaur, he could find his way back. Mm. And so I believe, and that's the work I do in, in spiritual direction is to locate that pulse, that sacred thread. Mm. And I think you too, in your work with vocation, as you listen to what is the voice, mm-hmm. um, within these journeys, within mm-hmm. um, these lives, what is that sacred thread that's been weaving its way perhaps all along and where is it going to? And so I feel like um, for the journey of everyday life is to tap into that, to locate that sacred thread, which um, is the plumb line, I think, for the true self, mm. for the divine, for that intersection. Yeah, mm. that's great. That's great. As, as we, and this can maybe circling back a little bit, but as, as we talk about some of the, the journeys you've been on, I'm curious as, you know, as we talk about these journeys, both home and away, what are some of the stories, uh, the, the journeys that you've been on that are, have been most significant to yeah. you? Well, I think, um, as I mentioned, when we're talking about travels abroad, that, that backpacking, you know, after my first year of college, the first time I was with a friend, but the first time I was, you know, without family traveling and we didn't have plans. We just kind of booked each place as we went along. And 
that that spirit of wandering and um, the wondering um, that was done there. I have these memories of listening to music, looking out train windows, and I was able to think about my life um, and what was moving beneath the surface in a way that I just hadn't experienced before. And so that really was the first taste yeah. of um, of meaningful travel to me. Mm. And so my time in London again after that was uh, a deeper sense of finding myself and uh, journeying with God on that as well. So finding God in new ways in, in the process. And um, of course, the trips that I've taken to even more traditional sites once, once I figured this whole pilgrimage thing out. <laughs> <laughs> once I really entered from the beginning, calling something a pilgrimage has uh, changed the way I engage the trip. You know, even if it's, especially if it's some frustration that I encounter to realize that this is the crossroads, this is the moment, this is the invitation. Um, this is why I journey beyond my borders so that I can um, face adversity. So I can face the stranger without, outside of me and within that person I try to just push, push, push away at home. And um, and hopefully through that wrestling, kind of like with Jacob and the angel, be blessed, be changed. Mm. I think for journeys at home, my life seems like so short now, but it, whenever I look back, um, and but for the past 15 years, I think this journey of um, slowly expanding borders, what started in my youth group with um, just a passion for engaged conversation, um, I, I think I called it even debate then, but you know, like pushing pushing the boundaries. Yeah. Um, to in college, um, meant exploring with curiosity, uh, different ways of experiencing God, seeing God, um, my own, as well as uh, those around the world. I, I, was in, I studied graphic design, and we um, would do studio art classes, and I did a printmaking class, and each print that I did throughout there was around a different religion or something mm. like that. You could just see the, the stamp, interesting. quite literally, yeah. of um, that journey of curiosity uh, unfolding. Yeah. And then, um, that led me out into the world and, mm. um, and back to the Seattle school yeah. as well, where I felt like I was baptized almost in, mm. in the way of the contemplative tradition, um, came up, came up chain. That's, <laughs> if I'll be evangelical about one thing, <laughs> that'll be it. And the liturgical year. And so this is, I mean, that's how my journey has been unfolding. Yeah. Um, but to look back and then to tell you this today and to then to look forward is to be open to what what adventure, mm. what deepening awaits. Yeah. One thing that I, I'm curious about for you is, I mean, uh, for all of us, but I'd love to have you speak to it, is how um, like journey journeying like this, like it it is opening yourself up to be changed mm, mm-hmm. and change is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> like, change happens only when there's challenge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I guess it's, it's kind of a two pronged, um, curiosity. One is, 
uh, I don't know, I guess just your thoughts on, on when, when to push in and when to relax. Mm-hmm. Um, cause change is hard. Yeah. And then the other is how do you change? How do you navigate your, like the changes that you undergo personally, emotionally, spiritually, um, and then a community of people, family uh, mm-hmm. around you who might not be on the same journey. Yeah. Well, I think the first um, first prong, <laughs> if that's what you said, yeah. um, brings to mind the value of daily rhythms or regular rhythms, knowing that there is this sacred space, this thin place, which is um, a Celtic term of where kind of heaven and earth seem to meet. So I use that in you know, trying to say like where you and God seem to meet mm-hmm. something that you can go to, whether it's a practice, whether it's a location, whether it's a song that you listen to, that can help you find that plumb line, find your truth, knowing that that is the place that's going to tell you, you know, where your ego's at, um, how you need to be nourished, when and if you need to rest, when it's time to have courage. And kind of, I would hope, hold that place's hand, right, along the way. Um, Because it does require facing challenges as we go along the path. And some challenges, it it requires discernment. Some challenges are ones our ego wants to face, right? Some are ones that we need to strip off, you know, kind of like dead snake skin Uh or whatever. And so I think whether you're traveling abroad on a journey of intention or trying to live everyday life with intention, I think those, um, that place, that regular rhythm, that, um, thin place, sacred space is so important to have Mm. next prong. Right. Yeah. I think it was about family not growing with you. Exactly. And And I think specifically even in your story, you know, you grew up in the Bible belt and, yeah. You've come a long way. I've, I'm in a different place, <laughs> both literally. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm the, and I've uh, cozied up in the corner <laughs> of the U.S. <laughs> as far as you can uh-huh. possibly get. There's nothing against, you know, the great old Midwest. <laughs> but um, I think I, I think that's that's been helpful, actually, to have have someone that you can connect to whether for me you know I've got friends here uh my spouse who um I can be that full self with and I can wrestle and I can question and there's room for all of me there and if you can't find someone like that a spiritual director someone um, might be in your area or you can find someone online Uh, I know I work with people online as well as here in Seattle, and I know of many others, and you can find them through um, Spiritual Directors International. And you need someone to hold the space for you. Mm. Um, When you go to that sacred place, you're holding the space for yourself, but it's good to have someone who can hold the space, be like a bowl for Mm. you. Mm. Uh, And really what that is, it's modeling God, Mm. I think for you um and i what i seek to do and be is 
present for others. And that means I'm not going to win a lot of arguments because mm. I'm not going to say the things they want me to say. Yeah. Um, I'm not going, I'm not even having the same discussion, you know, that they want to be having. Um, but I've been trying to exercise being present with myself, who I've known myself to be, how I feel when I feel held mm. in that, in that bowl and, um, try to be that for others. And mm. it's, it's an invitation to them that they have to accept in their own time. Mm -hmm. And I hope that I'm open to invitations from them too. Those yeah. challenges along the ro road that cause me to wrestle. Because if I'm not wrestling, then I'm a little too comfortable. Mm. Yeah. I'm well, not open to change either. Mm. Yeah. I love that response. I think it's... Oh, um, good. It was a little abstract, but no, I'm I, sure I we can like all it's... imagine the situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's what I, I, you know, I think we are all imagining those situations mm -hmm. and those conversations that maybe we don't want to have. Yeah. And I think uh, there's a part of me that's like, oh, like, do you, do you, do you have to go have those conversations mm -hmm. or, you know, and just the idea of, you know, making sure you have someone with whom you can feel safe you know, yeah. sharing all of your questions and all of your, um, yeah, just all your process. Um, I think that there, there's so much value there, but then also yeah. what you said, like, you're not, you're not even in it to, you're not in it to win it. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, like it's not about winning, winning mm -hmm. an argument mm -hmm. or, or necessarily, you know, changing yeah. whoever it might be that, um, might be in a very different place. Um, but just being present with them. And that feels like a, in spite of the differences, maybe now between where, where you were when you were in, in youth group and where uh -huh. I was at, at, in, in my youth group, um, and the other people that were there with us who mm. maybe haven't moved that far, um, in any way, uh, in, in spite of the differences, um, like that's something that you can, you can offer them that you can just be there with yeah. them. And it feels like a much more generous and kind way to enter rather than trying to change. Yeah. Well, them. and I think what's helped guide me these past many years, as I've continued to discover more of myself, which means might be a little different, um, differentiation. There's the term for it, but, um, is this in the way of life in the way of love and, um, that might choose you to speak up mm. and whenever you're sensing someone saying that's not in that way. And that can also help you choose to not engage too, mm. because that's not going to lead to life. It's not going to lead to love. And as Brene Brown says, you gotta, you know, being vulnerable is about also being safe mm. and, um, knowing who you can be safe and held yeah. with. But also I think that back to pilgrimage is the same, Thing, even whether you're journeying abroad or you're journeying at home um is it in the way, way of life of love i feel like both of those are ever expanding boundaries i hope so mm. um because i believe both are are um transcendent yeah a few questions I, I feel like it's i feel like that was like 
I don't feel like there's anything I can add to that. <laughs> like, okay, I think it's... I amen. Like amen. <laughs> Pass the plate. <laughs> I was about to say that, but then I didn't want to. <laughs> well, it's my podcast and I yeah. did, so. <laughs> so... It's your podcast. You can do whatever you want. Um, uh, I have some questions that you um, plan to ask guests. Yeah. Kind of in closing. Uh-huh on your podcast kind of off the cuff yeah and so I'm i just wanted to, to run, run through these with you okay so uh where do you want to go on pilgrimage next yeah well um as some of you might know i just went to iona uh, it was my second time but it was my first time leading a group there and it it was like taking this is the spirit of the seeker of the pilgrim as it was like taking kids to disney world <laughs> <laughs> Wow. As, we were, as we were pulling up on on the boat people were just yeah so giddy so excited um mm. to be in this um, place that has been uh known as a sacred place for for centuries mm. and um so that's that's where i've been but um and i also just recently went to bali about a year ago and that was kind of that that would have been my answer to this question that one on the horizon that um place that's slightly exotic you know it it truly was different even though i'd been to you know dozens of countries different than i knew setting out different than mm. any trip i had ever taken yeah. and you know it felt like a good eat pray love experience you know experience <laughs> i first really knew learned about bali from elizabeth gilbert um 10 years ago as i was setting off to london um so like a journey in a journey it's like a nesting doll <laughs> of journeys um but right now i'm thinking about uh where i want to take this community next mm. um i really enjoyed the iona pilgrimage and i think others did too and those who were following along were asking you know what's next and when and so i've been um thinking of some different places both domestic mm -hmm. as well as um throughout europe and beyond um mm. on the horizon i think uh for me I'd love to do the Camino sometime. My mm. husband has done that. Um, and I'd like to do it both on my own and with him mm. because I think they would bring different experiences. Yeah. So that's great. That's, that's on my, like my distant, love distant it. future. I but, um, I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm always open, I think. Yeah. To new adventures. It's great. What journey are you on now? And are you preparing for any? journeys in the future yeah kind of already maybe touched on that a little bit well the, the literal journeys mm -hmm. um i i'm on and i've been on it's been just over two years now which i've shared a lot in the community of um a journey of i like to put the parentheses around the in like infertility <laughs> um but that has i mean that's obviously like a physical journey and a relational journey especially when it comes to um my spouse as well as those around me who are having mm. you know kids and how um i process that but um it's been a really big spiritual journey for me as well yeah. um something i didn't expect and i i feel like you know there's always more and more and more but i feel like um in the past few months it's it's softened a bit mm. and that i've softened a bit and uh past some sort of threshold where I'm curious to see where that leads. Mm. Um, I've been 
holding on tightly, you know, to an outcome for a while. And um, through being able to release it, um, I, I don't have a lot to say about it because yeah. um, it's a whole new journey without words yeah. for me. But, um, but I'm trying to be with it. Mm. And I think that's what journeying with intention is, to be present with it, to listen to it and to me on it, what I need, mm. where it's leading. Yeah. And then um, and I'm also looking into doctorate programs. Ooh. On a, you know, and, th- and that's something that I wouldn't have done yeah. if um, when I had a miscarriage two years ago, if I would have not had that miscarriage. And so mm. being grateful for where the journey has led, even though it was different than planned mm. too. Yeah. And feeling like instead of God withholding something for me, that um, God's been with me each step of the way mm-hmm. in all of those places, helping me to find life and to flourish yeah. if I'm open to it and ready for it, looking for it. Mm. Well, I appreciate your, I think I've, uh, I appreciate your willingness, I think, to invite others into your process Yeah. around such personal and hard things. Yeah. Brings up a lot of feelings in me. Yeah. I, um, you know, I didn't even know much about a miscarriage because people didn't talk about it. And I had read some people sharing their stories before I experienced mine. And those are the first people I turned to. I Googled those old blog posts, you know, looked up those chapters and those books and, um, wanted to be that for others too. Wanted to have that open, open door, open voice. And, um, and even with friends like you all as well, even though you've had a different experience. Um, you know, I remember whenever you're, you're like not supposed to tell people you're trying or this or that, you know, um, and that's a threshold we just crossed too. like no pretending anymore. Yeah. Just saying um, what we're going through, allowing others to be with us in that and um, finding a lot of new conversations along the way. So many people that have faced similar things. Yeah. Um, so, so I want that to be a part of these conversations too. Yeah. And um, I plan on bringing some people on who have journeyed alongside me. It's mm. great as well. It's a beautiful offering and invitation. Thanks. Yeah. It's hard to like transition <laughs> after that. Um, but we'll transition. What are some practices or practical tools to help listeners engage their travels and daily life with spirituality and intention? Well, I would direct you to (laughs) (laughs) the Pilgrim Principles Rule of Life, which you can find at my website, asacredjourney.net. When you go there, if you sign up to receive updates, you will get that rule of life for free. And it um, describes each of the seven principles uh, as well as a practice to begin engaging each and that applies um to your journeys at home and abroad and one informs the other as kind of we've been exploring here in this conversation and i'm also excited to announce that 
Um, in the past, I've explored um, the Pilgrim Principles um, in book form, but that's been transformed into a course, which is mm-hmm. going to um, launch in the new year, because Fine. I feel like that's great timing to set a new intention, um, and it will be in community as well. So I'm so excited to be able to journey together with um, all of those who are listening. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. Love it. Well, Lacey, uh, thank you so much for being on your show. <laughs> thank you for thanking me, for thanking you, for thank you for being here too. <laughs> it's been great uh, having you and thank you for the, uh, it's just thanks for having having me um, yeah. interview you for your show. It's... I'm going to just have everyone interview me. <laughs> that's an interesting, that's actually a really, it would be a really interesting project. Well, it's like project. the reverse interview, right? Because yeah. you do get to hear that angle that each person comes to. I'm going to talk to Ira Glass about this. <laughs> I'm just going to send him a text after we're done. Okay, let yeah. me know what he says. Okay, well, yeah. Didn't know you had his number. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> well, I know that you... Um, hope to to end shows with um benedictions yeah of some sort um so i wanted to invite you to share one now yeah with each interview um i'm excited about inviting those i'm interviewing to send those of you who are listening off um in a way that connects with the conversations that we've had in a way that will bless you on your journeys going forward until we meet again and so this one, since it is the beginning of a new journey for me, and I hope for you too, if you'll be joining me, um, is a blessing from John O'Donohue for a new beginning. And it's one that I also read uh, with each new directee as well. And mm. so one that I um, am slowly coming to know by heart, and yet um, it's so true every time mm. for a new beginning. In out-of-the-way places of the heart, where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you are ready to emerge. For a long time it has watched your desire, feeling the emptiness growing inside you, noticing how you willed yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown. It watched you play with the seduction of safety, and the gray promises that sameness whispered, heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent, wondered would you always live like this. Then the delight when your courage kindled and out you stepped onto new ground, your eyes young again with energy and dream, a path of plenitude opening before you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning that is at one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease and risk. Soon you will be home in a new rhythm, for your soul senses the world that awaits you. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Pilgrim Podcast. I'd be honored if you'd join me on this journey. Find episode notes and sign up to receive updates at asacredjourney.net and subscribe to Pilgrim Podcasts through iTunes or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a thing. If you like this episode, please leave an iTunes review. 
It takes just a few minutes and will help other seekers just like you join us on this journey. Find out how to leave an iTunes review at asacredjourney.net slash podcast. And don't forget, when you leave a review by September 30th, 2017, you'll be entered to win a collection of items from the Journey Shop valued at over $50. I'll see you in two weeks for a conversation on soul strolling at home and abroad with therapist, life coach, and soul guide Casey Hewlett. Until then, blessings on the journey. Thank you.